Yeah, we're back to the CJ Falls podcast, our second episode. Up two, baby. Yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. This is, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I know that you and I have been conversing back and forth pretty regularly to try to improve upon the quality and everything like that, and um, you know, talking about different guests that we're going to have, which we've got some really cool guests lined up. Our first guest will be uh, next week already, so... I'm looking forward to sitting down. We'll kind of leave a little bit of suspense as far as who that individual is going to be and what we're <laughs> going to discuss. But it's, uh, but yeah, some really cool guests lined up. You know, and I one of the uh, one of the questions I got asked today when somebody somebody was joking, they said, "Oh, the next thing you need to do is a podcast." That was what they had said, and I said, "Well, I said, well, actually," and I kind of explained <laughs> that we, you and I, had started this podcast, and uh, they said, "Well, what's it, what's it going to be? Like, what's the topic?" And I said, right. kind of like in the introduction podcast, like we're not. We're gonna just talk about all random different things and just kind of, kind of spin it and talk and yep. you know of course we'll there'll be certain podcasts that will have some topics that we'll try to stay on topic with, um, but but yeah it's just gonna be kind of like a lot of folks in this area like to do including ourselves. Just yeah I mean well like you're in the Midwest right and you try to say goodbye to somebody and you're just sitting there for like 40 minutes and you're like yeah we gotta go we gotta go and then you're like oh yeah how's your mom like yeah. she's good. Do you usually do that with an accent? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You call it like a Midwestern goodbye. You know, like there's an Irish goodbye where you just like leave and you don't say goodbye. I call yeah. it the Midwestern goodbye where yeah. you just sit there and you just drags on. And then before you realize it, you're like, it's dark. We need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And then it's uh, usually if somebody's having a beer, then it's like, hey, you want? You sure you don't want one more beer before you leave? Yes. Of course, yep. we would never endorse the fact of dr- drinking and driving. However, it seems to be a Midwestern thing when... You know, when, I could be walking. I could. Be, you could be walking when there's, just, when there's beer involved. You know, do you want one? You know, famous saying, do you want just one more? But yeah, so I think you know we kind of talked a little bit ahead of time. I think tonight we're gonna kind of uh, we're gonna kind of try to stay on the topic a little bit of like good work ethic. Like yeah, we're gonna kind of talk a little bit of like how our last week was, some of the things that we did. But the theme a little bit that I'm kind of thinking about this week is like what's a good work ethic and working hard in general. Right? Yeah, and I think one thing we you know you and I have in common where, you know, we struck a friendship is that like we have very similar goals and aspirations, but when it comes down to like the bottom line is none of that stuff comes to fruition unless you just put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually see a lot of those like, um, tweets and stuff like that. And you're like, like the only way you can really get ahead is like when you start putting in like over 40 hours. Right. You know what I mean? And I, and I really, I really think that's true. Like, you know, like, we have businesses, right? And I've helped you in your business and like Yeah, we're gonna get to that. I'm gonna hit on that a little bit. It's not forty, right? No. So yeah. It's I, I think about it a lot. It's one of those things that like is very omnipresent in my brain. Like it just never leaves. It's like how do you how do you get ahead, right? Or how do you like how do you dif- differentiate yourself from somebody in this culture these days? And I really think it comes to hard work. Um, unfortunately, like you have to communicate at the same time. There's other like peripheral things, you know what I mean? You have to be able to show that you can work hard and discuss that, you know, present that. Unfortunately, I, I really do. Like, I wish it was like just hard work, right? Hard work will get you everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I really do think that's like the ingredient one without that, like you're not really going to build anything, but, um, it takes so much more to at times. So, um, I mean, I'm just like looking at thinking about it from the, like, even where I work at Skyward, right? You know, I could work super, super hard, but without somebody being like, hey man, that guy works really hard. Like, 
it doesn't do me much good. So, um, or they, if they don't know what you're even doing. Right. Yeah. You know, because when you get into bigger corporations, I, I <clears throat> obviously I worked for the big green machine, as we'd say, the, the military, <laughs> the army. Never heard of call that. So. Yeah. The big green machine. But I, I got to imagine in the corporate world, which I don't have any experience in, you know, it's a, when you get into a big corporation like that, you know, not everybody's going to know everybody or exactly, or exactly what maybe what you do or what somebody else does in a different department. Right. So when they define the word hard work, somebody from afar can observe something or they can see that you're putting in the hours or whatever the case may be. But if they don't truly know what you do, right. How do they know that you're not just there spending extra hours, but you're not really doing anything, you know, like stuff like that, I guess is what I'm trying to say is knowing, knowing what you do or what the hard work that you're putting in, what, what are you really doing with that hard work? Is it meaningful hard work? Right. Are you just putting the hours in? You know. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, I think you can like you'd be like, look how hard I work, right? And you'd be like, well, what'd you do? You're like, you know, what did you have to show for it too? And I think that's measurable. Like, I mean, I think that's why goal, we live in such a goal setting culture, right? You know, like, hey, I don't want to just get this done, like work super, super hard. I want to have this goal at the end of it and I want to achieve this, right? Um, and this is how I'm kind of measuring my my success, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like funny enough, like I just like got a promotion at work. Right. Well, good and, for you. Yeah. It feels great. Um, like long time coming, but also like, it's crazy how many people like will reach out to you and be like, Hey man, like congratulations. And like, I've, I feel like it was, you know, enough people I like you've like made relationships with, but like would never expect it to be like, Hey man, congratulations. Right. But like you, that, that work you put in, right. was obviously noticed by my manager and all those things. And we have a process to go through at Skyward, but then to all those people to be like, Hey, that was actually deserved. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was crazy too, because it's kind of that other ingredient. Like you need an advocate. Right. And so then there's all these people too, that hopefully that you're making these connections with who advocate for you and being like, Hey, no, the hard work he does is this, and here's how it's beneficial. Like you are an asset to this company, this business, this what we're doing. Right. And I think that's all what we're trying to, we're definitely trying to line up with that hard work. Right. Is, is value that value add proposition. Right. Right. Well, yeah. And I could, I could, I could sit here and talk for hours about how it, how it relates to military terms. But, um, ever since I retired, I, I kind of stay away from a little bit of the military stuff just because it, you know, there's obviously good experiences to be drawn from that and, uh, you know, great examples and, and stories, whatever you want to call it. But there's also times too, where, um, somebody has worked extremely hard and, and kind of relaying back to the fact of, you know, people around them didn't really understand fully what their job description was or as far as what they really did or what they brought to the team. That person doesn't get recognized. And I think sometimes in society in general, I mean, everybody always says, well, you know, Johnny, Johnny didn't win the football game, but he still got a trophy for second place. You know, like right. I, I'm not saying that like, you know, everybody should get should always get a pat on the back. You know, like a lot, a lot of times there's just things that are going to be thankful thankfulness, you know, where you're yeah, not going to totally. get a pat on the back. You're just going to, you know, you, your thank, your thankfulness or your thank being thanked is that paycheck yeah. <laughs> that you get at the end of two weeks or whatever the case may be to, to provide for your family. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so no, that's good. Well, you got a promotion at work. That's, that's outstanding. I know that you're hard work and we, we talk about the hard work and the dedication. One of the, the things that I was going to kind of tell the story of like when we first moved over to our new shop, right. Right. We had, you and I had kind of got to know each other a little bit prior to that. And you're like, hey, if you need help at the new shop, like doing any demolition or whatever the case may be, you know, I'll help you out. No big deal, you know. And of course, you know, you don't ever want to inconvenience anybody, but you're like, no, I'm dead serious. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. And as we came over and transitioned to the new space and looked around, it was like, wow, this is really overwhelming. Like, there's a lot of things that need to be done here. 
But really what was the motivator <laughs> behind all that was when you do have the contractor come, and we were lucky we had some really good contractors, but yeah. you do have the contractor come, and they give you a quote on far as how much is this going to cost you if they decide to do the demo. Now, I'm the first one to tell you I'm not a construction guy. I think I like to, I like to work hard. I, I, I really do enjoy it. I'm not afraid to get dirty. But when we, when we, you and I decided, or when I decided that we're going to start doing some of this demo ourselves, I can remember you're like, all right, I'll be over there. What time you want me over there? And sure enough, you pull up. You got a whole pack of tools and everything like that. And it was like we're we're turning the radio on, and we're just we're just doing it because yep. you don't have a choice. Like it ain't gonna come down. The walls aren't gonna you know like demoing the walls to get down to the brick or taking the ceiling down. Remember when we had the the yep. ceiling upstairs with the grid pattern we had to take down? It's like all right, well this stuff ain't gonna come down by itself, right? Yeah. So it's like let's get to it, you know. And um, you know I always tell like you know I always say like. To, to my, my kids or, you know, kind of a common saying, but it, like anything in life that's worth worth it or anything in life that's worth doing, it's going to take hard work to get to that point. Definitely. You know, without a doubt. And I just think, you know, I, I've been blessed to be around great people, and I think I've learned a really good work ethic from people in my family where it's like, let's just put your gloves on, let's just, let's just do it. Like, get down to it. It's time to get, you know, do that hard work to get to that goal that you have set or – to see the end result of what it's going to look like when it's finished after all that hard work is done. Right. Know? But like, yeah, I think that's the, the interesting thing is how's that instilled in you? Right. You know, I think like, you know, you and I understand it, like your kids understand it. So like it's in some ways it's a, it's like a top down approach. Right. And uh, you hope that like you find other people around you who are willing to do that. Right. You know, like from the shop, we, from the old shop, we like, you know, we're like, Hey, we're going to do it. Right. Cause I remember like when we bought our house and, like my mom, like bless her soul was like, you know, Hey, if you, like, I'm, I'm here to help. And I'm like, all right, like we're taking down wallpaper and we're like taking down paneling and we're like, you know, doing like some demo, like trying to like, cause we moved in like the house from the seventies and nothing had been done. Right. And so the amount of hard work that I needed out of people was like, you know, showing up, putting the gloves on, ripping stuff out. Like, and even like my best friends showed up and they were like, you know, like, Emily's like, are you, do you think they're going to be mad? And Aaron's like, I'll do it because he won't be mad at me, you know, and stuff like that. And it, just people who you can relate to like that. And my parents showed up and they're like, we're ready to paint. And we're like, we're not even close to that. Like yeah. we are in full, like rip down stuff mode. So, right. yeah, I, I wonder like where some of that stuff comes from because, you know, everyone just has like a different, you know, your value of hard work is not the same as mine or like, you know, not that like those people aren't helpful, but it's just like sometimes we have different skill sets, right? We kind of yeah. talk about that. You're not a big construction guy, but like taking apart. Oh, I can tear some stuff. Yeah, up. tear like demo. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can tear some stuff. Here's up. a here's a hammer and go and just yeah, go keep hitting that stuff, yeah. right? You know, and it's all hands on deck, right? You know, right. so ah man, it's I don't know where it comes from. Like I've been trying to think about that and like how can you instill that in other people? Um, well, I think it's I think hard work's infectious, right? So like, if you're working hard at your job, right? Right. Or if you have a project or like you use the example of people coming over and helping you out at your house, right? Right. So like if you're the guy who's like, hey, anybody in water break, anybody need a water? I'll go get you a water, right? So you're the guy that's running around getting water by everybody else is hammering away or pulling stuff down and they don't see you right. being that leader, the one who, hey, I'm here to help you share it at your house. I appreciate the fact that you're going to get me a glass of lemonade, <laughs> but yeah. I, you know, if you're the one that's actually leading the way, you know, hammering away, getting dirty with the rest of them, you know, leadership comes from the top. Yeah. Leadership comes from the top, you know, so, you know, it kind of spins off on hard work. And I think leadership has a lot to do with the hard work as, as far as, 
setting the example, right? I mean, I know we're kind of kind of going down a couple different rabbit holes here when we talk about, you know, just having a good work ethic and, and working hard. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the point. Like, work ethic is, like, isn't, like, I think everything in life, like, it's black and white is hard to find, yeah. right? You know, like, you, yes, like, you have you work hard, right? You know, but, like, there's so many more facets of your character that are also, you know, that go into that, like, bleed into that, like, right. that work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you might be a really good leader or you might just be good at saying, hey, this needs to get done. And you say, yep, sounds good. I'll do it, right? right. You know what I mean? Like, some guy points and says, take that out. And you're like, okay, yeah. yeah. Minimal dire- yeah, needed mi- <clears throat> needs minimal, minimal direction. Has a basic understanding or concept of how to take care of the task. Right. And just goes and does it. Doesn't need somebody over the shoulder telling them like, "Hey, you need to take that. You know, you need to take that nut off, and then you need to take the washer and pull the bolt out." Right? Like, right. "Hey, I can figure this out." That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, and it's like, you know, and and it's all those things wrapped into this hard work ethic, you know, and this like, how are you, you know, and my work ethic might be different than yours, and that's not a bad thing, right? Right. Because like, you know, what you, and it also goes in your skill set, so. You know, I always talk about that when, like, when I'm making a team of people, right? You know, like, I'm looking for people with a work ethic, right? But I don't want their work ethic to, like, overlap, like, with their skill set, like, this person's skill set. It's like, if I have a bunch of people who are really good at demo, like, it's not going to do me much good because, like, I'm really good at the demo part. And then we, like, we slow down way, like, crazy yeah. for the next part, right? Right. Um, so, you know, I think there's there's a lot of that, too. We, I mean, like, we have different skill sets, but we we both have, like, hard, hard work ethics. Right. Right. Well, yeah, the common goal too, you know, like the amount of work that you graciously did for us to get this project, you know, going, you know, it was kind of one of those deals where we kind of talked about like, all right, what's your vision? Like, what do you want to get accomplished here with the demolition of inside the shop? Right. Right. So when we came here, um, you know, we talked about ripping ceilings down and getting, taking drywall down and, and lath and plaster and the layers that we had to do. All right. So what's the end state? Like, what do you want? Well, I'm trying to achieve this, like, we're trying to bring this building that we have here at Fall Line like back to the way it looked in 1903, right? Which right. means we want the the brick, you know, we want the original hardwood ceilings, you know, if we can salvage the floor and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. that's the end state, right? So now you you know, so now you understand like what are we trying to get at here? And then it's like a mindset of like, all right, let's go baby, like let's just get this done. Right. Like, you know, we can sit here and stare at all you want like I said earlier, but the bottom line is and I think I think a lot of people apply that to, you know, apply that in, into life and especially like when they work in different trades or different jobs. Right. Right. You know, the stuff ain't going to get done by itself. I, I envy a lot of folks too, like, especially like people that have skill sets, you know, um, you know, people that are electricians or plumbers yeah. or, you know, construction workers or whatever the case may be, you know, like they have, whether it's something they learned on the job and never had schooling for, but they just learned it on the job, whether it was a trade that was passed down from a family member or a generational type of trade whether it's a farmer or a rancher construction or it was somebody that graduated from high school and then actually went to a technical school and learned a trade but you know like them to have that ability to work within their specific you know specified area and go into a go into an area like i i can i, I know like in before when we were looking at buying this building we 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 uh we had the plumber come by and let you know look over the plumbing system in the building we had electrician come we had the hvac guy come and check through all the different aspects of like the heating and cooling systems and i can just remember like they really broke it down really in depth having that hard work and that work ethic of like coming here not not skipping over anything right making sure that they were hitting everything step by step because of the interest of the customer which was me for the investment of me buying a building to make sure that this hvac system wasn't going to just 
dive, right? You know, after we purchased the building. So I don't know, like I'm, I've always been envy of folks that have a skill set uh, that can do certain things. Mm-hmm. And they always, not everybody, but it always seems like those, those individuals, guys and gals, just have a truly, have a really good work ethic, you know, like they're just. Right. And I was thinking about that as you're talking about it, like some of those kids who go in right out of high school or something like that. You know, I think a lot of those, you know, there's probably varying shades of people who like probably didn't have that crazy work ethic or don't have that work ethic they do now. Right. So I think it can be learned. Right. You know, but like, you're right. Like that, those, those hard skills, like those, you know, like those hard skills, like, uh, you, you were paying for those with your blood, sweat and tears because like that you're working that you're working your tail off to make that happen. You know, all for the goal of, you know, I want to be an electrician or I want to be a plumber or like, I want to be able to do this for my family or X, Y, or Z. You know what I mean? I think, right. I think that's like the hierarchical goal, you know, instead of, you know, I want to set myself upright, like those things, instead of being like, you know, Hey, I just want to, I want to do this. Right. Or yeah, I want to be a fly fishing guide. Right. Okay. Well, if you're going to be a fly fishing guide, you want to be the best fly fishing guide around so that you can yeah. bring more business in. So what are you going to do? Are you going to go out and recon the streams? Are you going to make sure that the, the fly that you tie to take out to the client is going to be the best fly that you can absolutely uh, tie. That's going to present something that's, you know, the fish are going to bite on or, Hey, I want to start a business. All right. Well, what are you doing as far as what kind of work are you putting into research? If this business is going to be a viable thing, that's going to survive, you know, are you talking to the, you know, whatever the business may be? I mean, there's just all these different things, you know, again, that relates back to what we first started, which is anything in life is going to, that is worthwhile again, is going to be hard work to get to that point. And Mm -hmm to do those kinds of things. So I don't know. I just think it was something we wanted to kind of hit on a little bit today. So what did you do in the last week? What was, what were you up to? Let's, let's shift trails just yeah, a little bit. We kind of pounded it. on hard work and stuff, but yeah, I, yeah. So fall lines, we've been busy. Um, you know, we, it's already November, you know, it's like, we're going to the second week here and, uh, it's, holidays are in full swing, I guess. That's what I'll say. Is you it know, crazy? it seems like it's, like two to three weeks too early. Yeah, it totally does. I, you know, like I was working leaves and all this stuff this weekend and it's like, Oh, it's daily savings this weekend. You're like, Oh, holy nuts. Um, so, you know, working hard, but, um, so fall line, you know, like we've been really trying to, since last year, we've been really trying to hammer out the, um, trying to make just like Christmas and like the holidays a little bit more accessible because, you know, like the outdoor space is very, there's a lot to it. Right. I mean, like, you know, there's hiking and backpacking and climbing and canoeing and kayaking and like all these different facets of all these things that like anybody you might know might be interested or even yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different types of specialty gear. So we've been really trying to like be able to help uh, assist customers and just assist people who are of interest in it on like, Hey, what are some things that we carry and that we can, um, you know, kind of take out some of the, like the research that you have to do because, you know, like, not everyone is like, I think the two of us who like, we could just research, pour into our time and like figure stuff out and like do all that. And we get enjoyment out of it. There's a lot of people just like trying to get it done as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So we've been really, last year we did a series of videos on kind of all the, the, you know, Hey, we do some really good picks that we have for this, you know, like some gear, you might want to get some of your loved ones. Um, and so this last week we really tried to go even crazier than last year. And we worked with all of our staff employees and shop employees and uh, let them uh, pick, you know, like two two items, right? Like uh, one stocking stuff or something small, you know, reasonably priced. And then something like, you know, like the grail ticket item, you know, what would be the one thing that you could you could have that would uh, like light, you know, light up Christmas for you. So, yeah. Or maximize the person that you want to get 
their time outside, no matter what the case may be. Yeah, that's the other part too. But and I think one thing I would wanted to just say too, what I appreciate, you know, like the attention to detail that you had done when we did these videos, which we'll be releasing here pretty soon. But you know, like we have people. I do agree with like you know everything like in life right now is like hurry up and try to get it done right because yeah. like it's like one thing that nobody has is time right yeah and I think one thing that we pride ourselves on is we try to research to bring quality items and gear into the shop 100% but then I would also say too that like the customers that we have come in here you know there obviously is going to be the, the customers and the folks that are out there that are like hey I want to get into this or you know last second hey I want to go do a, a late you know a camping trip let's just run down to the fall line real quick and see if we can get a tent and a sleeping bag and get some of the gear to do it but then we also have a ton of customers too that because everything is so accessible on the internet they have the op opportunity to go and do a bunch of uh in, you know kind of investigating and research on their own to find out like what's the best gear that what's the best gear that's going to fit them for their outdoor activity so the one thing with the with the uh the video series that we shot is that we're just kind of like presenting a snapshot mm -hmm. and presenting them with the gear that we have, you know, here and hopefully they'll get them, you know, excited to say, Hey, I, you know, I didn't know that that company carried that particular item. And then maybe they'll do a little bit of research on their own and, or they'll come down here and talk to somebody that works at fall line and we'll get them, get them the best gift that they need. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too, is like how many in the world of Amazons, like how many times do you actually get to buy something and like get to feel it first? right? Try it on, like size it, you know, um, that I think that's invaluable, right? You know, um, just being like, Oh, this is like, actually like bulletproof, you know what I mean? Like when I look for something, I'm like, man, is this gonna like, I'm hard on everything. So is this gonna last as long as I want it to last, right? Yeah, if you're gonna invest the kind of money is it, are you gonna get your use out of it? Right. And then some? Yeah. So I mean, that was a lot of, you know, hard work. I think we filmed six, seven videos, you know, in four days. Mm -hmm. So um, and recording podcasts. And so just, you know, like all that. And I, and I think that's that hard work that like translates into people, you know, like you're translating, Hey, I can do this for you. And then hopefully like, you know, we make a connection with, with a customer. And it's also like we talked about in the, like the start of the cast is like, you know, it's sometimes it just isn't hard work, right? You could take as you could, you could work super, super, super hard curating this beautiful shop with all these good things. And if you don't, present these things to other people how are they ever supposed to know like how many people do we get in here going oh you carry this oh that's really awesome like oh that's awesome how I many love people that. do we hear say oh my god i didn't even know you guys were here right <laughs> right <laughs> that too <laughs> right so you know which which is exciting for me just because hey you know i always tell those folks well you found us and we know that we got to continue to work hard at you know getting spreading the word letting people know what we have and, and that we're out here yeah i think that it's crazy. I mean, like it takes so much more than just, you know, just being like, Hey, I, I created a business that I think people will like, right. You know, it's like, how did I get in front of those people that I think that will like it? Yeah. So I think that's always then the, our goal, you know, it's, I think what we, it, it's very, well, all the videos we produce, I think are in line with our mission, mm -hmm. right. And our mission is like producing, like carrying that high quality goods and being like a full outfitter store. Right. Um, so taking that one step further. Now here are a few things that you'll like. And then also trying to produce that as a video or audio in a high quality format. Right. Um, cause I think that matters a lot too. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, if what you carry is high quality, the things that you, how you present it should be high quality. Yeah. Well, and that's why we're working together. Cause that's, that's what you do. You provide a high quality stuff and you always have, which I appreciate, but yeah, no. Awesome. So yeah, you shot those videos. What else? Anything you doing in your personal life? Getting, 
Relieves, man. It's been nice out. Yeah, it we've, has. Had, we've had super nice weather here in the Midwest. Yep. Emily's been sanding some shelves, so that's been her. So we got a bunch of like sanding projects, getting that done. Um, you know, reclaiming a bunch of stuff. She's trying to get the studio space in the basement for pottery, all hooked up and taken care of. So um, that's kind of been that. Um, you know, working, videoing. We got to edit a bunch of stuff. So that's that's been my uh, my life. You're deer hunting though, right? Yeah, so we're getting uh, we're getting ready for deer hunting. We have um, we have a, a newer property that we're we're on now. We've moved to um, in the spring, so now it's time. It's all systems go. We've got a 13 year old uh, uh, young man who wants to go out and uh, see if he can find something brown within the scope. So we've been working really hard this last week. We um, the property we have is super unique. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, kettles and ridge lines and just kind of a really unique property but it's not for the faint of heart as far as clearing out uh, to make trails yeah so i had this really cool idea i'm like you know if we're going to do this deer hunting let's try to do it relatively right so we initially talked about and everybody i should we should say that most everybody unless you are you know have had land or you're you already have your your blind or your tree stand up from bow hunting or you're you're probably just kind of just doing some bow hunting right now just waiting for it to change over to gun season but Somebody like us who, you know, has to kind of reestablish ourselves. So we uh, we went through, we talked about hard work. So we went through, we had, there's trails in this property to get back to where we need to go. But I had this idea, I was like, well, if we're going to do this, at first I wanted to build a permanent tree stand. Okay. And uh, I'm like, do I really, you know, first off, do I really have the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nobody does. Like we talked about, time is valuable. And then the other biggest thing is, is like, all right, well, we really don't know where the deer are running on the property. So... If we build, you know, there is an old tree stand on the property. If we if we put another tree stand close by to that to make it big enough, because quite honestly, I'm getting to the point in my life where, and I'll probably get made fun of saying this, but I'm okay. I'm very comfortable with saying it. Back in the day when I learned how to deer hunt from my dad, you know, and a lot of people have, and they still do, it's sitting out in an open tree stand, braving the elements. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to the point where are you really deer hunting at that point or are you just waiting? I call it more like waiting instead of hunting, right? Because you're waiting for the deer to come by and hopefully you have an opportunity to, to harvest that deer. Right. Um, now I, I'm, I'm, Hey, they make these great blinds, right? Like these enclosed blinds <laughs> with a heater. <laughs> so we're, we're going that route. You know, Craig, Craig doesn't like to be uh, entirely too cold. So I, I'm okay. I'm comfortable at this point in my life. If somebody wants to say that's not really hunting, I agree. It's more like sitting in a, in a heated shack waiting. Yeah. Waiting to fill the freezer though. Exactly. I mean, right? Exactly. So we worked really hard this last week uh, with the help of uh, my daughter's boyfriend, um, who's who talk about work ethic has a super hard work ethic. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. He really does. You know, and uh, so he was more than willing to help us out. Uh, he can really handle a chainsaw. So we cleared about. We figured we cleared about twenty acres of trails to get back to this location that we wanted to put this tree stand. And uh, so we worked on it all. I mean, I think he was down there cutting so the path was there but there was a lot of, you know from 2019 we had that really bad windstorm in that august of 2019 so the woods really took a beating mm-hmm. with a lot of fallen trees so we uh to blaze these trails to get and i'll, I'll go into what like what i decided to do with this blind yeah, project uh but to get the blind back to this location we had to like i said clear about 20 acres of land and luckily um so like what tell me about the location like where are you 
you know, you said you had a lot of kettles and a lot of ridgeline. So, like, what's like? Give me a three sixty view. Like, you got? Do you have a nice like ridge that you're expecting them to run down, or like what? What do we got? Yeah, I mean, there's multiple different ridgelines, and um, like I said, it's really a unique property for for central central part of the state. You know, we have a lot of pineries and pine yeah. groves and farm yep. farmland and stuff. Uh, where we live, we're surrounded by a lot of farmland, but we have just this really wooded area where we are. And uh, you were out there that one time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, only kind of by the house, but yeah, it's beautiful though. Like I totally get what you're saying because like when driving back in your driveway, you know, like it definitely feels, it doesn't feel like central Wisconsin. I think that's what you're kind of getting at. Yeah. It feels like, you know, similar, like, I guess like, you know, driftless is like a way, like almost a too big of a comparison. Right. You know, we're talking like way rolling more, hills, rolling and hills and like, you know, unglaciated um, land. But like, um, like I, I, I guess I make sense because like, I grew up hunting in Oxford and it's very, you know, like, you know, ridgeline after that. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. So like when I, when we were like pulling up to your house to do all that, like, you know, do work, like that's what it reminds me of it. Like, you know, it's got a lot of like ridgelines and it just feels like you're not in central Wisconsin in a way, which is like yeah. kind of beautiful. Yeah. I think that's probably a great way to describe it. You know, it really doesn't. It, um, so with, so with even as, so as nice as it is and how different it is compared to a lot of places in central Wisconsin, it obviously presents the challenges like, okay, right. wherever you want to set this tree stand up, you're going to have to get ult, ult, you know, ultra creative to figure out a way to do it. So I probably should start with like what our design was for the right. blind before we, so then it makes sense of why we had to clear all this property to get back there. So instead of making this permanent blind, we were going to build it out of wood and everything and, and make it more of a permanent structure where it's set in one place, right. not knowing where the deer necessarily run. I came up with this idea of like, all right, what we need to make a mobile tree stand. Let's make something mobile so we can move it around, right? So we sit in one location and it doesn't work, and we go to you know we can move that to another location if we find out the deer are running a different way. So what do you think of the number one site on the internet for most people to go to get ideas? What do you, what would you guess where I may have, may have went to come up with this idea? My first thought when you said that was the old Argos, you know, with the tracks and you could the put them six, in the swamp. The old six wheeler. Yes, yeah, and I remember driving those things as a, like doing as a kid and just taking those things everywhere so i think you just would take that and put a you know, blind on top of it like I a got, nice fishing shack i got a hilarious okay we're gonna deviate just for a second okay i got a hilarious story about a six-wheeler i don't know if it was an argo or not <laughs> so my wife and her father father-in-law bob my father-in-law bob who's absolutely amazing he he's super mechanic right like a jack of all thing. trades right yeah so he gets this six-wheeler this is when they were living down in southeastern Wisconsin, and I was dating, I was dating Amy. Um, and so he gets a six-wheeler, he's got in the shop, and he's, he's working on the engine for his kids to drive, right? So I come over, I don't remember, you know, this is a long time ago. I come over, right. Bob's got this six-wheeler running, and Amy's brother Chris is driving this thing around the yard. It looks like a lot of fun, right? It's kind of like got the old tank handles, Yes, the that's exactly, yes, yeah, that's they, exactly they it. So, you, you know, yes. if you want to go to the right, you push the stick forward. If you, you know, if you want to go to the... You know, or the left, you push the stick to, to, with your left hand, you know, yep. back and forth, right? I know it well. Yeah. So so then Amy takes it around the yard. So then I get asked, hey, do you want to drive this thing? I'm like, eh, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, 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 it's fine. Go ahead, take it around the yard. So I jump in this thing. I'm going around the yard. I'm starting to get pretty comfortable with it, right? Because you get, you know, once you drive something, you get a little more yep. comfortable and a little more cocky with it. As I'm going around the yard and I start speeding up a little bit, I can't make a turn and I hit a tree. No. With this Argo. And I crack, crack the Argo. <laughs> now it's amphibious, right? Right. Well, it ain't anymore. 
Not after I hit the tree. Before you had the flex seal. You can't even no flex seal. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even flex seal it back then. So that's my fun times with Argo. Yeah, so every time we talk about that with the family, I, I get ripped on pretty hardcore. So anyways. Those some fond memories, man. Those, yeah, things, <laughs> those things were fun, but like plastic battleships. That's what they remind me of. They're just these things that go anywhere. And I remember like you could get them stuck. Have fun getting those out because how where are you that you got this thing stuck? Yeah. So well, I didn't even, even get it out of the yard. I hit the tree, and right. that was the end of that. <laughs> I got it stuck in a wetland. So, and I was like, I don't know how we had another Argo to pull the Argo. Out. <laughs> yeah, right. You're kind of so. Yeah, you're kind of hurting at that point. Yeah. But anyway, still no. I didn't do the Argo thing. I didn't do the Argo thing. Now you have a new idea. Yes, yeah, so I have the new idea. So the number one place that most people go on the internet to look for ideas. What's that? Pinterest, ah, of course, right? Makes sense. So, anyways, we're making them. So we're we're getting back to we're trying to make a mobile tree stand or, mm-hmm. or or deer blind. So I come up with this great idea that, hey, with this property, I could use this as a dual purpose. I need a hay wagon. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? I need a hay wagon uh. and put the blind on the hay wagon, and then it's mobile. And the cool thing about it is, with all these different ridge lines, I don't need to put a tree stand. Or a blind up, you know, like a lot of times you see these when you go through past farmer fields, they got them up on like 15, 20 foot towers. Right. To, you know, obviously get some height to be able to see. Not yeah, like, you get shooting ranges, yeah, like shooting lines. See, yeah, exactly. Not only to see farther around, but obviously then it's a little bit safer when you're hunting with rifle because now you're shooting down towards the ground. Right. <clears throat> well, we kind of already have that naturally built into the into the landscape of, of, of the property. So I thought, well, heck, I'll get this uh, deer blind. We'll mount it on top of the hay wagon. The hay wagon's already three, three and a half, maybe four feet up off the ground anyways on the wheels. So we're already elevating. And on top of it, we're sitting on a ridge line. So how did this pitch go? Like Amy, you said, oh, yeah, I'm going to hear the pitch. Well, OK, so she was really good about the idea. So she's really in the she's really in, in favor of the idea of take, taking taking our son out hunting. OK, you know, we got the property. Like one of the whole ideas behind moving was let's find some properties so we can recreate on it. Like we can yeah. hike and we can hunt on it. So she's all in favor of this whole idea of doing this. Well, first off. We kind of budgeted, you know, three to six hundred bucks to build like a blind. Okay. Well, then of course I had to go. I shouldn't even say say the word, but I went to a bigger box store because I don't carry blinds at Fall Line. So I went to a bigger box store, a local bigger box store, and we not only we we found a hard blind, right? You know, the hard, you know, yeah, six walls, seven by seven blind, so that we can get you know a couple of us in there hunting. So then that was the pitch, like, well, you know, we were only going to spend, you know. Three to six hundred dollars on this. The blind, you know, it's closer. It's on sale, yeah, <laughs> but it's closer to a grand. That's Emily. That's Emily. One of Emily's favorite. Her family saying, "It's like you can go broke on a sale," and she tells me that all the time. Well, it's true, and that's kind of how we kind of went down that path. Well, then I'm thinking, all right. Well, now I'm kind of investing a little bit more into this hunting blind. So this whole hay wagon blind, I need to find a hay wagon. I was so, wondering where you got this hay so wagon. I'm call, so I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling a couple good friends, you know, that are in the farming community. Hey, got any good leads on hay wagons? No, nothing, you know, because they don't. Listen, I'm not looking to buy a thousand dollar hay wagon, like a you know a kicker wagon, right? I'm not looking for anything super expensive that's in really good shape. Right. I just need something that can, I can put behind the tractor. And I need something with the tires about to fall I need, off. <laughs> I need something where the wheels roll and I can get it out to this location. Right. And, you know, and, and then, you know, d- during non-hunting season, I can use the hay wagon, you know, for cleaning up the trails, right? Right. So, of course, you know, I go. So, how big are these trails now? Like, well, now, okay, now so they're going to get hay wagon. That point. I know. I'm, I'm kind of okay. getting long-winded in the story. But no, no. I just am like, this is like evolving. Like, yeah, this, well, I feel is. like you spent way too much time in the military. I just think, like, now this is a convoy. And, like, next to me, the Humvee to escort my hay wagon back to get the deer. <laughs> yeah, well, it almost got to that point. And I probably should have, before we went into the idea of, like, 
cleaning out these trails and doing 20 acres of trailing, I probably should have went right to the story of like what I'm building, right? Yeah. So, so give give the audience an idea of like how wide these trails have to be. Right. Well, make a long story short, I ended up finding Haywigan for a smoking deal. And nice. uh, yeah, and I drag it home, you know. <laughs> I hope so. Doing, doing 40, uh, you know, on the on the back roads to get her back home and the wagon's bouncing around. But anyways, we get it back. It's got the kicking kicker panels on the side for like bailing, yep. bailing hay on it. So we disassemble that, take that off. We get this tree, you know, of course, this deer blind, even though you're spending upwards of close to $1,000 for a deer blind. It's assembly, you know, some assembly oh, yeah. acquired or required. It's like from Ikea. It's like a deer blind from Ikea. There's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we're putting that together as we're putting the deer blind together and getting the hay wagon ready. You know, he's out there chainsawing, clearing up these paths. And of course, with all these fallen trees and everything, you know, it's just, it was a lot of work. So bottom line is like all weekend we spent clearing out these paths. And when I talk about paths, we're not talking about like a goat path, right? We used to call that in the army a goat path. It would yep. be like a single file line of guys that you can go down the path. Now we've got to widen this path. So literally I can get a, a tractor, which the tractor's wide, but then the hay wagon's even wider than the tractor with this blind on the back of it. <laughs> 20, roughly 20 acres, you know, around. Probably right. by the crow flies, we're not that far, but by, you know. So yeah, sure enough, you know, we sun up to sun down, but we were blazing, hauling wood, you know, uh, throwing, you know, a lot of these trees were falling, so a lot of the wood was dead, you know, but getting the branches off all to get this deer blind out there, all to take this 13-year-old kid out there to get some brown in, within, you know, in the scope to you know, look at some deer. And we've got trail cam out there. There's deer. Right. There's deer out there. And now we've got this hay wagon sitting out there with his blind. Is that, is that... I, just, like, I, like, I just imagine this turret that just like rotates around. It's like, there's a deer. It pretty much is close to that. This thing looks like a turret. <laughs> I, I would say the deer blind looks like a turret. The only thing is obviously for, I hate to keep saying this, but... For a thousand dollar blind, it just sits there, doesn't rotate. I, I didn't come to as far as I probably should have talked to Bob about maybe seeing if he could figure out a way. A swivel, to, yeah, to build a to build you know get some ball bearings with you know yeah. and then rotate this thing around. But uh, so it's sitting out there right now. I'd like to say we're letting this. We had to get this blind out there, you know, what, at least two weeks in advance to let it marinate, right? Right. We gotta let it marinate in the woods so that when the deer come through, they're not kind of like, wait a minute, what the, what is this? What is this uh, fortress now? On wheels, uh, they'll get comfortable with it out there. Uh, so uh, yeah. So anyways, it's sitting out there. That's the whole whole of the story. A lot of hard. You know, we talk about hard work. That was a lot of hard work Dang. to get all that out there ready to go. But hopefully, it'll be a good experience. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I'll be happy because as I keep on joking with the kids, I'll have my blaze orange hat on, my blaze orange flannel shirt, and I'm wearing shorts with flip flops out there in the deer blind this year. Yeah. And I'll be warm. We'll yeah. have a little heater out there. It'd be like a tank. This Again, it's not hunting. Oh, it's, it's, I just, I just can't wait to see this. <laughs> the image of this. I thing. gotta cl clarify with all the true hunters out there that are gonna be out in the blinds. It's not. I'm not hunting. I'm more or less waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I more made a fortress, like a small cabin on wheels, in the woods. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Next thing, uh, can we put a jacuzzi out here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we'll go that far, but yeah, it could be the next thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like you know, then you'll put like some LED lights on it. You know, it'll, like. You can and then like in the summer it won't be a deer blind it'll be an Airbnb like you gotta make the cost back of this thousand dollar deer blind yeah it's crazy though I mean like the and that's a cheap one yeah like that the thousand dollar deer blind again it was it was on sale so it wasn't quite a thousand dollars but the uh, the deer the, I mean the blinds that are for sale that people have out there I mean like there's folks that are you know really into this that and understandably like they're you know like we talk about having good gear here at the store 
like they're going to go out and spend the money on a really good blind. Right. Um, because they're out there and not only are they gun hunting out of it, but now they're bow hunting out of it. Some guys, you know, they go from bow hunting in September all the way up till gun deer. Then they'll go back to bow hunting. Then they'll go in the muzzle loader, you know, so like the investment's worth, worth yeah. the time. Yep. That's you know, to do some of these things. That's where we grew up. My family does everything. I mean, it's as people have gotten older, everyone's trailed off. Like my grandpa would, it was a three season, you know? Yeah. You know, went from bow and eventually crossbow to like regular season and then to muzzle. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's, it's hard to like explain that. I think sometimes to people not from Wisconsin or like from states that don't do a lot of hunting. Yeah. For sure. How big this is and how long of a period of time this lasts. Yeah. I mean like darn near what, like four months. Yeah. Four months out of the year plus, you know, and then, then you have a lot of folks too, no different than like the fly fishing. Like we have awesome customers that will come in that are taking trips out West to go fly fishing. Well, there's a lot of transition too, where folks are going out to do, you know, elk hunting, mule deer hunting. Um, you know, those folks are going out there too. So they're getting gear and they're heading out West. So yeah, I mean, people, I mean, literally you could hunt year round it somewhere in the, in the, in the totally. country, you could, you know, whether you're bird hunting, I mean, the list goes on, but I, I will tell you, you know, driving around, uh, outside of Stevens point in the country, boy, the rut must be moving. Cause there is a ton of bucks I'm seeing running around in these fields, chasing does and, just a lot of deer movement going on this time of the year. And, you know, it's been super nice, but at night it gets down a little cooler. These, the deer are moving around a little bit, a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, it should be fun and exciting. The cool thing is the next time we record uh, episode number three with our guest, I won't divulge who the guest is, we'll be recording that right before Gun Deer. So I'm sure that mm-hmm. we'll probably, during the, the uh, interview, we'll probably get uh, – because this individual is going to be hunting with us. So I'm sure that we'll probably get a little bit more into uh, this deer blind that we've created. Um, and some of the uh, exciting things that we're going <laughs> to encounter when we do it. Yeah. And the next episode, it will turn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It does rotate. It does rotate. Yeah, for sure. It's so. got to be the OSHA standards. The, the lights go and then like the sound goes like the Amazon drivers here and then the whole thing rotates. Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I think it's crazy too. I was just thinking about this. They talked about when the pandemic started, like in Wisconsin, the amount of fishing license that went like went crazy oh yeah for sure i wonder like and i don't know like what the statistics are but like how many more deer license or how many people got into the that through you know hey the pandemic or like refound that from their childhood well yeah for sure i mean people have uh when you when you aren't allowed to go to work or if you're allowed or you have to stay home people are like hey i'm gonna reconnect with things that i did in my childhood now that i have the time to do it Oh, and by the way, what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach my kids now a tradition that was taught to me a long time ago, but I kind of pushed to the side because life is so busy, right. like we talked about. So, yeah, we've seen a lot of that, people getting back to their roots. You know, they're going out, they're doing the fishing, they're, get, they're going back out in the woods, they're doing the deer hunting. Um, you know, talking to a customer today, he said that uh, this year compared to last year, he's seen a little bit of a decline of folks out doing some, like he was talking specifically about fly fishing. Sure. He's seen a little bit of a decline as far as people being out in the streams. But he said they're way elevated than pre, pre-pandemic pre time frame. So, you know, it's great. I mean, we live in an awesome state to recreate outdoors. What a, what a, you know, what a time to change your lifestyle or to change a few things in your life based off of something bad. I think it's, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah, you can always find like a silver lining, right? I think that's the goal. So, yeah, yeah I like it. For sure, for sure. Well, cool. Well, hey, I think we're going to wrap up things for this episode. Hopefully uh, folks got, uh, got
got some good information, a couple laughs out of uh, what we're talking about. You know, we went down the uh, the path about hard work and stuff like that, but I think a lot of the things that we talked about relates to that. Yeah. You know, the theme of like having a good work ethic and working hard and, you know, again. What's, I mean, you told a perfect story, I think, when it comes down to it. At the end of the day, you're like, hey, I want to go deer hunting and I want to take my son deer hunting. It's going to take a lot of hard work to make that happen to this property that hasn't had a lot of stuff done on it. Then you're also like, okay, there's these other considerations. Hey, comfort, you know, mobility, those kind of things. Taking that and then just like hard work, it blossoms into these thousands of other things to make this one thing happen. You had one guy running the chainsaw, one guy getting the hay wagon, one guy putting the, the blind together all to get this one thing to happen. Common goal. Yeah, common goal, and then the hard work is a bunch of people doing it towards that common goal, and it takes more than sometimes you think it does. You know, yeah, for There's sure. So many more inputs, I guess. Well, and I can tell you that my, I'm the happiness that I that I achieve from what what we did this last weekend has already been achieved. You know, I've already achieved the happiness. The point of, like you said, getting to the point where we can do it. Right. But I can tell you there's going to be a 13-year-old that's going to say, hey, this wasn't worth anything unless unless we're able to harvest the deer. So it's funny, though, when you get older, how, like, yeah. <laughs> your happiness of, like, okay, hey, we achieved the objective or what we're trying to do here is different than when you're younger. And it's like, okay, this is great. We worked really hard to get to this point, but I'm not going to be satisfied until right. this I, is accomplished. I, I, I grew up deer hunting, reading books, like just sitting in a tree stand reading books. And, you know, now I wouldn't probably do that as much. But you know, his priorities change. But uh, yeah, I think he's really gonna enjoy it, and uh, I think you should have made him sit in the cold, you know, and really had a season of that before you treated him to luxury. Yeah, I'd agree. Because now agree. it's gonna color the rest of his hunting yeah. career. Well, he's getting into bow hunting. I can't say that I'm really into the bow hunting scene, but he is, and I, you know, I know that his plan is to to he'll experience more of that uh, traditional hunting in a stand. Talk about um, hard work, bow hunting, man. Yeah, I guess. There you go. Like that's that's a whole other craft. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Hey, awesome. Well, we appreciate folks tuning in. Um, you know, uh, provide some feedback. Uh, we like I said, we have some really really cool guests coming up. I'm really excited to 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 introduce our our first guest officially for the uh, um, for the uh, CJ Falls podcast uh, coming up next week. Um, we'll be getting these out really soon. Yep, definitely. And we're gonna have a lot of good guests, and we'll probably highlight a bunch of those people coming up get a whole schedule of who's going to be here and kind of the topics being covered yeah sooner rather than later awesome all right till next time all right thanks guys see ya try to catch me howling at the moon